Yeah. I'm going to record this because this is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. So the law of faith is anchor in promises. And the promises of God is he promised to himself, the Lord said unto my Lord, Psalm mm -hmm. 110, mm -hmm. you know, you will be a priesthood forever, according to the old Melchizedek. So he promised to himself he was going to do something in this earth that need to give a, a little bit of a, a, a input in the early days. Yeah. Abraham is a man of faith. Abraham is responding to God in the, in the way that God liked it. He yes. responded to God in faith. Consequently, in order for Abraham to be totally approved, accepted, and received according to the order, like he said, yeah. how to have a priesthood. And Abraham was no a priest. Abraham was a prophet, a friend of God, a man of faith. But never said the Bible that Abraham was a priest. Mm. So God decided himself because he himself installed into himself, into his, into his requirement that any law in order to change, there need to be a change in the priesthood. And any priesthood in order to come to serve have to be under certain law. The law works and the priesthood comes and serve the law and the two of them go together. Mm. And in any of these two, there is priesthood and there is uh, a particular standing platform, let's call it law. And that's the word on base of offerings, tithes, fresh fruit, and all these things. Yeah. Now, Abraham needed. Abraham is the man of faith. He had responded to God. God knows he's going to respond it. But God needs to propose provide himself a priest that will that will that will bless him that will make the promise to come into fruition yeah. that will make the man to be to receive the proper blessing why because it's not the same you cannot say that god bless abraham certainly he did and he had done and blessed you and me but god will do it always but he always got a priest and go somebody who to bless you. I never seen God coming from heaven and doing himself and then forget about the pastor or somebody else or the preacher or the church. No, 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 no. God established the whole body. And it's important to understand this principle of verse 12. That anytime there is a law or there is a change of priesthood, the law must change because there is laws according to this. To, there is different laws or different action of God according to the priesthood. And one priesthood cannot come into the other one. That's why it's not accepted for us as a Christian in the priesthood of Jesus Christ, that is under the law, under the platform of faith, for us to go and to do and to sacrifice a lamb and to become with the Mosaic law. We, that, that, that is an aberration. It's not appropriate. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how Jewish it sounds and how good it sounds, <laughs> how you love Israel, it won't work. God will hate you, actually. God will hate you and me, anyone who, knowing the faith and being in there, will go back to practice certain rituals. Mm -hmm. It's telling God what the perfect sacrifice is. It was never perfect. It was not enough. I need mm -hmm. to carry on doing my thing. 
And that is an important idea that should be in the back of your mind always, because faith works on base of the priesthood that we have. Now, there is a priesthood for us and this earth that is working with us. And there is also a priesthood in me that works for God. So I got one priesthood that is being given the grace to, to serve and to, and to give offerings and to give blessing and to give tithes on my time and everything to God directly. That is that's me and God in a sort of kind of, uh, uh, you know, vertical line. My relationship with God is by salvation and only Christ saved me. And I do know, I do know say anything more than that because that that is it christ is enough mm -hmm. saying that he came and established a church and established a body so you cannot apply the principle of the vertical priesthood in your life and make your standard for the horizontal no 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 yeah. the horizontal yeah. relationship is also need a priesthood and that when you need me or you need a pastor you need a, a vicar or you need a a prophet, you need somebody, and everyone needs somebody because you know we are going to say that why he died for that is the body of Christ. Mm. It's not enough, it, 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 it doesn't matter. I don't need it, I can do it on my own, and, and that's just another mistake. Yeah, you know, I know a lot of people who, who love the Lord a lot, but the lack of understanding, the lack of revelation, the lack of having a teacher like you having tonight, you know, yeah. a teacher, proper teacher. They made them to believe that they can work themselves with the Holy Spirit and everything. And they go from here to there and they do what they do. And then he understood. No. Before God, in, in relationship from me to God, there is one, a particular priesthood. That the priest is called Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he authorized me to give offerings, ties to God. Personal, individually, me and him. Mm -hmm. In respect to the manifestation of this priesthood among the people and the nations, mm -hmm. also he authorized people to be there, and yeah. both of them are right. No one is, mm -hmm. no one is only right; the other is wrong. You cannot throw the baby with the water. Now, if I if I appeal myself to the horizontal blessing of my life in the body of Christ, it's, it's okay. If I deny my vertical relationship and the priesthood, I'm I going to hurt myself. I'm going to hurt God. Yeah. Now, I can be very much in love with God and really love Him and be with God and be holy and all this. But I cannot say that I don't need the body. You know, the finger doesn't need the hand and the hand doesn't need the leg and the leg doesn't need the eyes. You, you see, it. Paul explained it very clear in First Corinthians with all the body. He said, every member needs each other. Now, yeah. in saying this, the, 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 the purpose of this uh, particular priesthood is to bless you. Listen, mm -hmm. the whole purpose from Melchizedek to Abraham, from Aaron to his son, from Aaron to the Levite, Levites to the nation, the nation in fight and war and this and captivity, they were always doing sacrifices and getting offerings in order to bless the people and to clean them. Yeah. yeah. And I need that. Yeah. I need that. And I need that to receive it from an authorized priest from God, capable to understand the mysteries of God and to bring it to me 
and at the same time to take many on to be partaker of that great blessing that is faith. Yeah. Because faith is no something wild. Like people think that I by faith we do it, you know. So I never, I am not under any kind of a, a covering. I don't relate to anyone. I don't go to any church. I'm by faith. It's a sort of sort of kind of mixed thing or, or confusion and uh, you know and emotion and never. The faith got a certain degree of let 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 you say properly and non-negative rituals or realities that must be respected. The blessing of the man, the lays of hand, the receiving of the Holy Spirit, the giving of the tithes and the offering as a blessing. Yeah. Mm. You understand me? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's it, that's it profound and it's beautiful. And it's so good that we understand it tonight. Because I've been studying this passage for quite a few years and Many times I have discussion with many guys in Bible college and many pastors and all sort of things, you know, all sort of idea that people got. But I don't want to violate the word of God. I want to understand it because Abraham is committed to Melchizedek and Melchizedek is the root of giving the order for Jesus. And then Jesus is, 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 is the priest that um, David look at in, in Psalm 110 and make it quite clear that he is the Lord. That's Okay. But Jesus looked to the Father, and the Father is the Father, and the Father is more than anyone else. It's the Father. And the Father is there. You cannot deny it, but where is the Father in all this? The Father is not up in heaven. He's not sitting on the throne. Where was he? He was in Salem. And he was the king of righteousness. And he was the king of peace. He came to officiate for one person only. Yeah. God did a whole journey and put everything into testing. For one man that believed him was Abraham. God decided, I'm going to make myself a corporeality manifestation to my son Abraham. And everyone will know that it's me, the father, coming to him and to bless him. So he will run the race with freedom from God the heaven and from above. Caramba, what a blessing. Was it Abraham who spoke face to face with God? Uh, no, that was Moses. Uh, Moses spoke face to face, so his face changed. Moses, kind. Yeah. Yeah. Abraham, Abraham received many blessings from God, but never spoke face to face to God. That but was... he heard the voice of yeah. God. Uh, uh, Abraham didn't have any word to stand on, did he? No, promises only. Well, what we saw in, in, the, in the men's group, the, the promises of God, always promises. No, it, it is promises. Why they were given promises? Because it is by faith. Because in faith what, you have what, to what, focus. What? Sorry? So what I was saying is, so Abraham only heard from God through revelation? No, the voice. The voice of God. No, the he, voice, he, the actual. Yeah, God came and spoke to him. He came to spoke to him in individual person in a human manifestation. It's called a theophany. There were a couple of times that the angels said they came and visit him with God himself there, where Jesus. But also he heard the voice. Yeah. And also he was sleeping in a dream and he saw the dream and God came and spoke to him. Right. A question. Mm -hmm. Is there a significance of the slaughter of the kings? 
I mean, the fight that Abraham was coming from. Well, there is uh, always a significant in everything that these guys do because they are they are the hero, they are they are the man of God. The significant is that uh, in your family relationship, you can go for your uh, family line in order to save them and destroy the enemies that want to destroy your family. And that is the, the actual right, because uh, they, they went to slaughter the kings because they had taken a lot prisoner. I'm, I'm listening. Mm -hmm. So when, when Lot was taken prisoner, Abraham said, no, 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 he's part of my family, part of my clan. I do not allow the enemy to take my, my guy. It doesn't matter how good or dirty he was or was a man of faith or not, you know, but a lot was part of the blessing. At the moment that we understand that the blessing is come gene genealogy, it is, it is the blessing of God coming in the genealogy of your family. So when you act in faith, all your family will receive a portion of your blessing. <laughs> when your faith is strong, all your family will be receiving that. Well, you said, and then James says to me, well, Fernando, that sounds good, but I haven't got a child. It doesn't matter because the child you're going to have in five or 10 years in, the, in your joints is already the faith given to yeah. God. What you have sown in the kingdom mm. and what you have blessed, it will come yeah. to be manifested in them yeah. and your child and your family later on. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that, is, that is one of the greatest advantages of the faith Mm. Uh, faith promises a covenant of God. Yeah. That is genealogically. It goes down and it blesses all the people, even they don't even know they realize it or even understood it or want it. Yeah. But God, God is, is firm to fulfill his promises. Yeah. Now, yeah. you see a lot of guys, let's say, mm. I'm going to talk a little bit open tonight, but you see a lot of guys there and gay parade and all sort of thing and guys you know they don't want they they don't you ask them about god they don't care now what they don't know is they are doing all this freedom all this joy all this my right and about whatever they want to be because grand grandfather was a mission or was a priest or was a believer somewhere in Hertfordshire or somewhere in this land or in scotland and they left a wonderful life for the lord and the Lord blessed them. And the blessing is still arriving to this rebel guy who is still today. Mm. You see, you see a lot of rebel people who don't want to believe in God. Mm. They go nice life. They go good jobs. They got everything. They, they look like they are blessed. And they are blessed. Not because of them. It's because in some, some back in the, in the family tree, I'm quite sure this nation produces a certain degree of faith and people that bless the grand, grand, grandchildren. Mm. How do I know that? Because the Bible says in, in, in Exodus 20, that God is the God who bless you and visit the second, the third, and even the fourth generation of those who love him and obey him. Yeah. <laughs> what a blessing. So we have a blessing for, for Cameron. Yeah. Whatever he does, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Cameron is under the blessing. Yeah. James, you haven't got a wife, you haven't got a child, whatever, whatever you're going to touch from now on, it will be under the blessing. Yeah. Mm. Now, why do I say that with insecurity? Well, there's two things that is important for you. 
to know that that blessing will come to you the way the two things that Abraham did. One is to have a promise, and the promise comes from the Bible, comes from Jesus Christ to you. And the other thing is Abraham tied, and you tied. Mm. Yeah. That's the secret. Yeah. And uh, James, that's a great chat-up line for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, will marry me. <laughs> Sorry, say that again. James can have a good chat-up line. Yes. Can meet the lady and say, look, do you want to be blessed? You say, yeah, well, marry me. That's it. Yes, That's it. true. No, it's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. I did say to Elizabeth the early days, very time, man. The way you boy, you are very happy. Bless you, marry me. Yeah. And you, I'm <laughs> Yeah. I may not look like now. You're waiting for the blessing or what? Whoa. Still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cheeky. That's cheeky. <laughs> That's not true, you see. That's the thing. No, it's true. It's, true. it's, it's true. good. It's what, what the Bible says to boast in the Lord. Yeah, amen. Mm. It, is, it is valid. It's mm. truly valid. Mm. In, in, even, you know, my, my, my dad and I learned <clears throat> after a while that, you know, when your children are going to get married and all that, the first thing you ask is, are you a tither? That's the first thing you ask. Wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because every time you see in the Bible, the big boys playing, playing the, the, the World Cup, we are talking, going for the, for the gold medal, we're talking Abraham, <laughs> Salem, Moses, David, they always come with tithes and offerings. They always, you never see them separated. Yeah. Never. David was going to build a temple for God. And what he did, he went and he said, out of his own resources, he went and gave millions. He gave it for the temple. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. The, the, the big guys play this understanding that the priesthood and the life is, 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 this, is the source of blessing and the tithes is the, is the source of, of, of keeping my 90% out of problem and totally... Yeah. Multiply yeah. thousand for thousand. Let's put it that way. So you have to be happy when you tie. Do you, are you happy when you tie? Always. Yeah. You, 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 yes. Are you yes. sure, James? Yes, yeah. How happy are you? Very happy. Oh, you want to be more happier? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Chicky, I know, I know. As happy as I can be, thank you. <laughs> 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 yeah. but that's it now the beauty of this is that Abraham did it and connected to the priesthood of the time out of the spontaneity of his own heart and desire you never heard or you never read there Abraham come I'm going to bless you if you give me the time if, yeah. never God's a blessing now does it speak to me that the priesthood need to be a blessing for people to be have the joy to give. Mm. If people don't give, it's sometimes because the priest is not a joy or there's no a blessing <laughs> in the priest. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Indeed. You know, I went to certain churches, particularly certain Anglican churches. What a boring service. And the man wasn't nothing. 
And they say they, they collect the offering, but it doesn't matter how much you pass, how many times you pass the collecting back. In order to give, you have to receive the blessing. Mm -hmm. And the first blessing you receive in order to give is revelation. Revelation will put you into the step ahead of other people and will give you joy. <laughs> when I receive something clarified to me, oh, I feel, oh, this is good, man. And I feel, I say that, I mean, and I start to think, oh, this is good. Joy, because when people go joy, they are willing to give and to bless others. Mm. But if there is no joy, in sadness, nobody wants to give anything, to be honest. You have to respect the anointing. Yes. yes the anointing of the man of God. If you respect yeah. the anointing, then you give. Yeah. Now, why we talk about this? Well, because here in the whole passage, it, take, it, it goes exactly into that line. So we're going to see that this particular priesthood got three characteristics that made him, three issues that made him unique and outstanding priesthood. And that is, and the first three things, and the first line of verse one, it says, Melchizedek was the king of Salem. Salem is Jerusalem. Now you say, why Fernando Salem is Jerusalem? Well, Salem is the place. Jeru was the name of the Jebusai that was there. <laughs> it was the land taken. So when David, when David conquered them, David said, this is Jerusalem, Jeru and Salem. Salem is the place. Jeru is the original where it come from. So Jerusalem, the place mm. where the Jeru or the God of Israel is there. Okay? Mm. So, so we have, we have that is first is the king of Jerusalem. So it has to do with a particular place, local place. Number two, speak of this, uh, the priest of the most high, you know, that, that, that is important. Mm. Uh -huh. it, it, it is, yeah. Verse two, verse two, verse two, sorry. He said, he is the king of righteousness. Which righteousness are the, uh, he is talking about, James? God's righteousness. And what is the difference between what, what is what is the other righteousness? Uh, mankind's righteousness. And what 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 is the difference between one and the other? One's truly righteous, and one of them only tries to be. Mm. Explain a little bit more. Um, well, God's righteousness is truly is definitely righteous and mankind when he when he tries to be righteous he will always come up short sure because he can never make it to god's righteousness yeah that's true well that that is exactly true what you said now what, what i wonder you is that the the righteousness of god has to do with he doing things for me the righteousness of man has to do with me doing it for myself if I believe that myself got the ability to get to God, I, I spoil everything and I mess it up. I am totally <laughs> out of place when I believe that in my own righteousness, I can get to God. That's it. You, you, you violate all the laws and God never listens to you. 
Yeah. And this, for that, I can give you the great testimony of Israel, the nation, and the Jew, and the ultra Orthodox Jews who are there. It doesn't matter how lovely they look, they are still in their own righteousness. They didn't receive the righteousness of God. That was Jesus. And the righteousness of God have to do that is what God did for me that I need to receive. Not what I have done me for God. That, that's it clear now? Absolutely. Yeah. So we have that this particular guy, Melchizedek, is the king of Jerusalem, a particular place that is the city of God. He is also the king of righteousness. That is very important. It's the righteousness that comes from God, not the righteousness of man. Because Abraham didn't do anything. He just accepted. As we have to accept the righteousness of Jesus Christ in us. And also, he's the king of peace. And that peace is shalom. It's the peace that comes from God. It's a peace that goes beyond any understanding or comprehension. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, these three qualities or three things make this particular guy, Melchizedek, Melchi, make him to be standing in the position of the father who is capable to bring all these things to a man. Mm. There is no man, there is no human being that we can put it in that level. Because we take these qualities and make Melchizedek the grand-grandfather of Sam in, in the Middle East, we're going to, to spoil it. We're going to damage it. We're going to corrupt it. Why? Because any human being will not be able to do all those things and that quality. Yeah. You know? So the king, the king of peace, the king of righteousness, and the king of Salem or Jerusalem. So we have, we have the picture of Melchizedek. And the picture is a priesthood need to, be, uh, need to approve the act of faith and to release the blessing. Anyone who has faith need a priest that will bless that faith and will make the promises of that faith to be fulfilled. In my case, it's Jesus Christ. I go to priest. And you're, on your way, you go to Jesus Christ. He comes and we, we are living in the righteousness of Christ. We are living in the blessing of God. We are living in the peace of God. But he is capable to fulfill and he did everything according to the, to the priesthood in order to bless me. And I got the promises. And what respect to him personally. You know. But all I always. There will be that. That particular reality. Understanding. Uh, how does it work. Uh, the, the actually righteousness of God. And, and the priesthood in my life. And then. From the priesthood. He moved. To a particular mortal guy. Whose name is Abraham. Abraham come from a battle. He, Lot. His nephew. Has been taken away. The enemy is taking away his family. And the promises of God, according to the law of faith, is that all your family could be saved. Every one of your members of your family is going to be saved. So you need to stand in on that promise today. It doesn't matter how it looks, the situation. Cameron, it will be a priest in the house of God. Because I believe it and I receive that promise for me. Yeah, because the law... The law of gravity works every time, but the law of faith works every time. Yes, mm. true. That's true. That sounds very profound. You know, so 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 we have we have we have the priesthood that is working and with Abraham. Then he moved 
to make a comparison in verse five, he moved to make a comparison with Levi, Levi, the, 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 the Mosaic Levites and the priesthood office that they hold. Now they were in another era under another law with another priesthood. And every time, every season, or every, every time there is a season, there have to be a priesthood according to that nature. You understanding? Mm -hmm. Now, let's, let's put it in this way. Was the priesthood of Aaron and Levi less than the priesthood of Abraham had at that moment? Before God? Uh, no. No, because in know it would not be justice. God, if God gave the law, he provided a priesthood in the law. And it's God who do it. Now, if they did the law properly and they had the priesthood do everything, God bless Israel. And they would have, they came to be a great empire if they followed the law and they carry on in that priesthood. Now, it came the Lord Jesus Christ and it's a priesthood according to Melchizedek, not according to Aaron. Why? Because there is no law nowadays. There is grace. So Abraham was given in advance a token of this faith. Because faith is the nature of God. But God needed to correct human mind, human hearts, and put certain law to make sin to, to become relevant to us. Yes, because the, before, the way, the, before the law, there were no problem to sin. You can sin as much as you wanted because nobody said it was wrong. <laughs> That's right. That's so it. The law, the law became a teacher. Exactly. The law is inducing, is a teacher, is a is a tutor, is 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 taking people to have the conviction that in the Bible says, "Do not kill." When you kill, you did something wrong. You 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 now you know that killing is bad. <laughs> now before that, they were killing like happy. <laughs> let's kill tomorrow. Let's kill this guy and let's kill it. Yeah. <laughs> there were nothing to say to them that is bad, and that is very simple understood. By the principle of the parking ticket. If the curb is not in, in yellow and there is no post, doesn't say anything, I can park there. Doesn't say anything. Yeah. But if the curb or the post is there, it's in yellow and it said, do not park here, and I park there. Okay. You get you get the 60 pounds ticket. That's right. That's it. Because you violate, you were doing what you were not to do it. And it's the same principle. Is it, is it clear? Mm -hmm. And we know that the law made nothing perfect. Yes. So weak. Yes. But we have a better hope. Yes. Yes. Oh, why the law is weak? Well, the law is weak because the law is reflecting ourself and it's our weakness. <laughs> That's why it's weak. The, the law is not weak in itself. The law is perfect. It's right. It's good. It's, it's the law of God. But when you apply it to these human beings, it, it, will, it will mirror all the wickedness, all the weakness of our lives. Mm. Consequently, it cannot take us beyond that point just to point it out that you are wrong, but doesn't tell me how to get it right. But it shows us the good news that we needed a savior because... Ah. But that's it. When you know that you're going to prison, you need to find a law, a lawyer to help you to get out of prison. Or someone to come and pay the fine. 
Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to have, obviously, if I go into prison because I did run, if I don't get a lawyer and nobody paid a fine, I'm going to broke myself in prison and I don't want that. That's right. Mm. <laughs> that, is it clear? Yeah. Mm. You see it? You see it? Yeah. It's understanding. This is, this is, believe me, this is very profound. This is lovely. This is beautiful. No many people understand it. I found a lot of people get confused. You know, this is an important point to understand about the law. And that is, has to do with the law of faith. Because faith, it put me in the position only to receive, not to do. Absolutely. When I act on faith, I am acting and the promises of God and the word of somebody else's commitment, not my commitment. I'm not using my resources, I'm using my strength, I'm not using my reasoning, I'm not using my abilities in order to fulfill any promise. No, 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 no. No, I use in somebody else, and that else is God Himself or the Lord Jesus Christ. The righteousness of Jesus. That's it. And when you are in the righteousness of Jesus Christ and you are by faith, you don't have you don't care how bad I am or how good I am. If I follow what he said, that's plenty now for him, and that's plenty now for me. Praise God. <laughs> that that sounds sounds okay, yeah. Yes, it's good. Mm-hmm. Good. Right. Good. So, so that, that is, this is the issue that being dealt here in this particular passage of Hebrews chapter 7. And then he moved on to discuss about a principle that today many people discuss in churches. And we are coming down. We are going to lower it ourselves down to the human level now. We were, we were, we were flying in, in, in the higher, in the cream with, yeah. with Abraham and Melchizedek and God. Now we're going to verse 7. In verse 7 and verse 6, when he talks about the ties of Abraham, he's bringing it to the level of every worshiper. The worshippers always bring offerings and ties to the temple. Any worshiper. And believe me, this is not only for Christianity. You go to India, people take something to the temple. You go to Hawaii, they will give you something. There's always any religion, you have to get even a flower or a bunch of flower or, or a stone or whatever, or the heart, the car, the, 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 the heart, the, the face painted or whatever. There is always to do in order to offer to that particular God. Now, in this case, in this case here, we are seeing in verse 7, he start to make one of the points that people discuss it so much in churches, and is it is the greed of loving money and also the lack of revelation that pastors or people who say that tithing doesn't belong to the New Testament. Like they say it with a big mouth and think they are really right or they know everything. They know nothing. They are more a stupid thing to say than that. <laughs> because the Bible said here, you know, Abraham was not counted for them has taken the tithe of Abraham and bless him who had the promises. Verse 7 says, without any dispute, the less I be blessed of the better, or for somebody higher. The lower is blessed by the higher. Meaning, in this case, that Abraham is the lesser and Melchizedek is the higher. Saying that without any dispute, you cannot give to others a blessing you haven't got it. 
you and me, nobody can give a blessing hasn't got it. Simple. If I am not authorized and approved by God to be a pastor minister, I can try, I can put a thing on, but at the end, it won't work. It will work against myself, actually. Yeah. And it's so important to understand that uh, because today there's a lot of people who like to go to church and they hear there's uh, a guy coming from uh, uh, Wheaton Bible College and he speaks so well and so good. It's, 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 it's lovely. No, it doesn't matter how many degrees or where I come from. Are you sure that he is authorized by God to be a priest in the house of God? Yeah. Or is he a intellectual? Is he a technological? Is he a, a clever guy? Is he, is he a, a man who understands Hebrew and Greek and all this? Because some people like the sophistication of Greek and Hebrew and, and their degree and PhD and I do and this thing, you know. I remember the guy that came to us in the summer. The, um, the guy that were there having early days in the summer, we went to, to your father. What was the name? It was Ryan. Ryan, Ryan was mm. doing a, a PhD, an extra, an eight particular subject in the Bible. Now that, that, that's absolutely good. Nothing wrong to study. I do not praise ignorant, but to have all these degrees and all this study coming from America, people putting money in him. He doesn't know how the spirit works in life. Doesn't, his wife doesn't understand at all that there is a Holy Spirit. 2000 <laughs> years ago, there were a guy whose name was Paul, a little bit respected, and he said to a bunch of guys in Ephesus, have you heard about the Holy Spirit? And they said, no, we haven't heard. He said, so you, you've been baptized in the baptism of John. What are you doing, silly Billy? Come here, <laughs> lay down, pass. <laughs> and they end up praying in tongues. Because what is the point having a PhD, having everything, having all this big mouth, all big mind? If the spirit is not and taking the position of the priest and authorizing mm. to do it. Amen. Mm. You, you understand Amen. me? Yeah. So that this is important. Now, I don't want to lower down my brother Brian and he's lovely and he suffered a lot. And I understand him and the and the basis of, of human brotherhood in Christ that he that he is being prepared, but uh, he has such a a church that never allow him to see the light, and I'm not here to destroy him. But I'm saying, mm -hmm. generally speaking, today there's a lot of things like that. Mm -hmm. When the priesthood needs to be very uh, proof and tested that he's authorizing, God is there to do it. Because the priesthood is, 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 is God himself working mm -hmm. in order to bring about the promises. And that make a difference. That, that's it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we have verse verse, uh, verse 8 that is speak about the tithing in the, in the church today. And, and, verse, and verse 9, you know, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it says that uh, with no doubt uh, and the ironic and the Levitical priesthood, people were authorized to take tithes, you know, yeah. among the people for the service. If that was under the law, that was a defective, bad, 
natural covenant according to the flesh, how much it will be upon the grace of God. And the people who say, but it's by grace, I don't need to give because the tithing does say that. They are actually violating one of the greatest principles of Abraham's faith. <laughs> Abraham was very sure he fulfilled the duty that he had. And that is part of the teaching here. Okay? Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. Mm. Mm. You know, in verse 8 is the verse to explain to anyone. Verse 8, remember, is Hebrews 7, 7 and 8. It says, Here men who die receive tithes, but they are one of whom it is testified that he lives. So the Bible does say very clear that here and this earth, here and this planet, men receive tithes, men who die, men who are made of flesh and blood. They receive tithes according to the grace and the promises and the covenant of faith that Abraham started. Now, as I said to you, Melchizedek, come alongside and bless Abraham. And he have to do it. And Abraham come and actually accompany him or, or, or face him and do it properly. Because this is the amalgamation of two uh, natures. The natural nature with the spiritual reality that needs to be blessed. And it's the same. We do exactly that. We bless that. I said to Elizabeth, I said to her, you have to make sure we are going to raise the, the, the Bible school, the, the school of ministry, the, the ministry, the teaching, all this. We have to be sure that we are tithing. If I don't tithe myself, I've been putting an egg to my, you know, I've been hanging myself. Mm -hmm. The guy will tell me, well, you, you, you're receiving tithe, but you know, you're not tithing yourself. Or God would say, well, where is your part in order that the promises of Abraham come to be fulfilling? You have to tighten me. <laughs> ah, <caramba. laughs> A pretest. Uh, you seen that? <laughs> How you want it? In dollar or in pounds or in Puerto Rican colonies? <laughs> in gold. <laughs> oh, ah, caramba. Okay. So we have, we have this principle, always remember the priesthood, the grace of the covenant of God, Abraham, the priesthood with the offerings and tithes always together. And he ends up here in verse, um, in verse 13. For he of whom this thing has said belong to another tribe from which have no man given attendance at the altar. He makes the difference between one and the other. He makes the difference between grace and law. He's making the difference between Abraham and ironic blessing. He's saying Jesus Christ belongs to Abraham. That's why there is no any sacrificial, any law. You don't need to fulfill anything, neither going to the temple and, and to kill the lamb or or to offer things, or to wash your hand. Don't do any silly thing like that. Mm. You know, he's saying, Jesus Christ is enough. It's by faith, and that is, that is okay. Amen. So I think we have, we have a good time, isn't it? Yeah. It's been very Amen. good. Yeah, thank you. Very, very good indeed. Oh. As always.
we, we need questions and answers and, and suggestions. Tell me, what do you want to tell me, James? <laughs> uh, no, I like it. I like it. It's um, understanding that Jesus is of the order of the Abraham, the Abrahamic law. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot of sense to me. Yes, it does. It does indeed. Yeah. What about you, Ted? Any questions? Um, no questions, no. Um, you've confirmed a lot of the stuff that I kind of knew anyway. But Oh, good. I'm glad. But, but <laughs> I, I always learn something and it's, it's good. Yeah, indeed. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just reminds me of um, a friend of mine. He joined a church and he was always saying that they're, um, the guy who's the apostle was saying exactly what you're saying in as much as there are many churches I don't know why he just went against black church he said I've been to many churches a lot of the churches and he says all the black churches in Croydon they're all the same <laughs> like mm -hmm. you can't blanket them <laughs> there are a lot that they, they're just not on the right foundations 